0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com weightloss.
1: I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars. And this week, LS Swaps. Uh, we need to start this one with an apology because uh, the last episode didn't appear on Apple Podcasts for three days. Shocking. And um, uh, looking at the data, uh, <laughs> it seems like probably more than half of our listeners listen to it through Apple Podcasts. More than half? Yeah. So, hang on, we're
0: going to be thrown out the charts.
1: Yeah, we are. We th- th- Normally, not to boast, but normally a new episode of Smith & Sniff goes straight in at number one. That sounds quite um, boastful, actually. Yeah, it, it does. It like... Um, like a New Kids on the Block record back in the late 80s. Hmm. And um, up-to-date references. Yeah, I was going to say, and, uh, hanging t- <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> I, suppose, I suppose records still go in. Well, not records, are they? Tracks go in at number one. They don't climb the charts so much anymore, do they? They just go in at the top, I think no but, yeah that's anyway right. and we haven't that's collaborated get- with anyone so we possibly no, it's be the, the top <laughs> Smith five. and Sniff times someone else but um yeah now normally we would go straight in at the top of the of the UK automotive chart and also quite often at the top of the UK leisure chart bizarrely and um this week no we've sort of the new episode is bumping around at sort of number 11 last I looked it's lower than earlier episodes if that makes sense and it's because it didn't appear on our podcast. So I just wanted to say sorry for that. It was completely out of our hands. We did nothing different. The podcast is hosted through Acast, and they just then disperse it to all these different platforms including YouTube, it automatically uploads to there. They're like a paper boy. They cycle past all the houses and fuzz yeah. the paper on, onto them. And this felt like Apple took a stack of papers and dumped them in a skip rather than <laughs> delivering them to the people who <laughs> wanted them. I don't know what happened. So I just wanted to say sorry, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't our fault. And I did contact ACAST, and they said, sorry, we don't know what's going on either. We've had no reports of a problem with Apple. Um, Apple are quite inscrutable, and it's hard to get anything out of them. But... I looked at all the settings. I, did, I didn't I did change any of the settings because everything seemed to be correct. And then suddenly, on Thursday morning, just after I'd gone on Twitter and gone, sorry, I still can't work out what's wrong, it magically appeared, almost as if Apple were listening all along.
0: Oh, I think it's because of me that Apple have done this.
1: What, to spite you?
0: Well, I, I, I bought an Android phone about a year and a half oh, ago yeah. uh, after having several iterations of, of iPhone. And I just went, you know yeah. what? Ah uh, bollocks to this! I'm going to try some, I'm um, uh, going to try some no-name baked beans and just see what happens. And uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And they, and they and they, I think they know that I've enjoyed it because I, I was the one oh. that went. I'm not paying thirteen hundred quid for a new phone. Get in the sea. I'm going to pay four hundred quid for something which syncs with Google better. And sure enough, it does. And yeah, it's really nice. They are good value, aren't they? Because really I good. have one of
1: those. Um Pixel phones for a bit. And my wife, when I got it, my wife went, "Oh no!" My wife You're did be that. One of those people. She's she... one of those people who deliberately doesn't have an iPhone. And I was like, "No, I won't." But then I did find myself going, "It's actually really good," you know. Oh, I, uh, I'm that guy and chops properly. She did. She sneered at me. Well, a
0: bit like a bit like people that buy Audis even when they're crap versions of new Audis, and they just look at everyone else and go, huh, "Look at them driving around in a." Perfectly good, like well designed Kia and Ford. Yeah, so sorry for them. It's a shame, (laughs)
1: isn't it? Wish they could afford what I've got. No, I think it's the other way around, though, isn't it? I think it's the people. Oh, is it? So people? Yeah, I think so. Because Audis are sort of more like Apple stuff, I suppose. You know, very sort of design led, and but sometimes a bit flawed. Mm. Although, I does think I I lasted about I don't know three months or something with a with a Google phone, and then it was just like it's not noticeably worse than than an apple phone but it's not any better and actually the camera was crap and i went to a grand prix and the one thing the camera was crap at was taking f- pictures of fast moving objects and i was like mm, oh grand really uh, the, yeah because the brightly colored fast moving objects really foxed the camera for some reason i mean this was a few years ago i'm sure they've got better now but um I was say, so i switched back to my amazing. old iphone uh, yeah, I bet they are now. That's the thing. Well, in fact, they are because Google are making a big fuss about the cameras in their new phones. Yeah, like I got.
0: I think I've got a Leica on this bad boy, and it's uh, really yeah, it is. it's a Leica, and it's uh, got Ooh. a better camera than my wife's. I don't know iPhone something Max, which is too big to fit in anything. Well, this
1: is why I was cross. Uh, uh, this is why I was cross with Apple about. Um, not putting the last episode of our podcast out in a timely manner because it was like, what have, uh, what else have you been doing, Apple? Not really putting much work into the new iPhones because <laughs> they seem pretty much the same just with very slightly better cameras. I think so, they've, got, they've got a chip shortage. So
0: in the space where the chip goes, they've just put some like Play-Doh and hope that no one will notice
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one ever uses this function in
0: fact you'll find out that some of the new cars at the moment that are struggling to finish manufacture because of the chip shortage i reckon i reckon they've gone do you know what let's just put this on points in condenser fuck it let's just see what happens it's fine it'd be fine
1: uh, She just tried yeah, it uh, joking aside there are some uh superconductor shortage specials coming down the line from car manufacturers from what I gather. Some are already here actually. I mean uh, case in point, if you were to buy a Land Rover Discovery Sports now Sports! There's this new urban edition and it's sort of quite confusing spec wise because it seems like it's pretty much the same spec as the next model up. Okay. But it's cheaper. Mm. You know what's going on there? And obviously it's a bit of a unit shifter. They've just kind of you know gone, let's Let's give the a G up. Bit but if of you look a at unish, the spec, it sounds like someone
0: hurrying through the dance floor of a nightclub <laughs> on a busy it night. It hasn't
1: got TFT dials, and it hasn't got uh, memory seats and things like that, and I think these are all things where they've gone, oh, we could save a few superconductors there. That's, That's a great idea. As many electrical things. And Ford's are doing, um, I think, Fiestas and Pumas and stuff. If you go and buy one, they will knock some money off if you take a model that hasn't got some of the standard features that it should have. They're building I, them now without because it's either that or idle the factory and that's a very expensive thing to do.
0: They might be better than the more technic- technologically advanced ones.
1: I think yes. that, they could be a better thing. Do you know what? Yes. I, no, I agree. I think you're probably right. You know that 911 um, that I came to the Late Break Show Live in yeah. uh, last week? Um that because it was the in inverted commas base model didn't have a lot of fuck arsery on it it didn't have like <laughs> you know lane departure warning and um blind spot warning and all this other stuff it was i mean it did have tech on it but it had useful tech that's actually really nice, like wireless car play and stuff like that, but it didn't have a lot of driver assistance stuff
0: that's the future and it quite though. Nice. that's the future isn't it isn't it sort of uh, um, isn't it a breath of fresh air to just not have too many hounds, techno hounds, in the car? Mm. I'm wondering yeah. if there is. I I think on that think side of
1: things. Um, sort. Do you know? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know.
0: I actually. Um, <laughs> I looked at our old email address a couple of days ago, and we've had some letters. of obviously electric. Email letters about <laughs> mostly about bump start signs, <laughs> and some of them have really tickled me um, because I seem to have had a fairly a couple of a couple of interesting bump start situations that I've mentioned in previous casts. Um, some guy called Ash Ashley Rogers. He's put, um, this is good, the title is Reversed Solo (laughs) Bump Start with a Triple Pike. (laughs) He's just put, after delivering an exhaust manifold to a bloke I'd sold it to online, my car wouldn't start. I was parked on the up track of a hill, nothing behind me. So I put it in reverse, rolled backwards till I built up some speed, dropped the clutch and it came into life. It was the proudest moment of my life. I was expecting (laughs) him to say it just suddenly reared up and basically landed on its roof, and I wrote my own car off. (laughs) Because I've had to do a reverse. It was terrifying. I've had to do a reverse um, uh, bump start in my Dodge before when it was left over winter, and the clutch um, rusted onto the flywheel. So the only way to kind of do it is to pretty much just start – is to start it with your foot flat on the throttle and for it to shock it off. And oh. on 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 and on high choke a six point three has a little bit of twist in it, and um, I had to be quite careful because I was in
1: a tight spot. But I man I managed <sighs> it, did manage it. Oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, well, I, we had a few messages about bump starting to the um, the new email address as well. But I uh, we also had. Do you remember we were talking about foodstuffs that accidentally get left to, left to rot in um, cars. Oh yeah, we we had a message from someone called James Martin, not the chef, I presume. Um, oh well, he
0: probably has left stuff to rot in his car
1: before. Well, because he, you know he's, he likes cars, and he's often got food about his personal. Well, he Maybe drove he too he hard. To separate the two. You know, he drove really hard yeah.
0: back from the early morning farmers' market with his fresh produce. Ah, uh, right. And yeah. an, I don't yeah. know, a
1: lemon rolled under the seat. Oh. Yeah, of his vintage Maserati. Or I don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, Uh, well James Martin, not the chef uh, sent us a message entitled Cabin Explosion Oh, Uh, he said your Tangerine story reminded me of something that happened one evening ten years ago, I was on a regular long drive back from Glasgow to York on the A1 in my company Insignia (laughs) when in the pitch black of the cabin there was an almighty explosion no flames, just a massive bang, my ears were ringing and my eyes were stinging and there was an acidic chemical vapour in the air Right. The dashboard was lit up like a Christmas tree, and my assumption was an airbag had malfunctioned and deployed. I pulled over to the hard shoulder, shut the car down, and had a look around, but <laughs> couldn't find anything apart from a sticky substance across the dashboard and windscreen. What? A bit shaken, I drove on another 20 minutes to my parents' house, and my dad went out to the car with his thousand-candle-powered torch <laughs> to investigate. Dad Returning torch. For- <laughs> Dads have the Returning best oranges. Five minutes later, brandishing an exploded liter bottle of fresh orange juice that I immediately recognised as the bottle I couldn't find after getting home from Tesco several months earlier. <sighs> Apparently, it had rolled under the passenger seat and lay there fermenting for many weeks until the pressure had finally become too much for the bottle, and bang! Bloody hell! That's some James pressure. Says, I never quite got the smell of prison hooch out of the car. <laughs> I'm really
0: impressed. So That's what, amazing, he, he had a it? bottle of orange juice at three bar under the passenger seat. I mean, who needs yeah. a James Bond ejector seat? Just have some <laughs> neglected food and just get it there really ready to... I bet that orange juice bottle was circular.
1: Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. Can I you was, imagine? so swollen, Jesus. Yeah.
0: Would have been like a spot that you know when you wake up some mornings and you look in the mirror and it's just come out of nowhere and you just think, hang on, that is that that's a miracle that the skin is holding together on that bad boy. And you or you even do, you could even just lick your lips and the thing just fires out. Incredible power. Um Can I read out a bump start story from a chap called yeah, Matthew Hutchinson? It is quite a good one, I think. Many, many years ago we were at Lempster car auctions in the late eighties They used to have teenagers drive the cars around. Did they? Were they mad? Um, One of the lads couldn't get a Citroen GS started, so he got his mates to give him a push start with no luck. After several attempts, he got his mates to push it right to the back of the car park. One final push, and it was a good one. The car was trying to fire up, but at good speed. You could see the panic on the guy's eyes as he now had no brakes. Uh, Just as the car splutters into life, he clips a man... (laughs) A classic mechanic-type chap in overalls who always checks the oil cap on every car going through the auction who goes Who goes <laughs> up onto the bonnet. Suddenly, the brakes start working. The, the little chap driving hits the brakes and the so-called mechanic bloke slides off the bonnet. Mechanic's mates check that he's all right. He's fine, but he's just swearing a lot. His mates are trying to pull the chap out of the car. Unfortunately... <laughs> We couldn't move due to pissing ourselves laughing so hard. I actually wet myself. We had to hide behind a car and we bit our fingers to muffle the laughter. I've never been to a car auction like that again. Well... What an amazing wow. story. You basically run, run someone <laughs> over from a car about to be auctioned. <laughs> 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 I've got to give that a round
1: of applause. That's really tickled me. Oh, uh, gosh. I, I can't believe they let teenagers drive. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, suppose, of all the people know, of all good, the- honest, honest work. God, I wish that there'd be that kind of job going when I was a teenager. I, I would say, I
0: have that. I would have killed for a job like that. I mean,
1: I'm assuming they mean like seventeen and up, not like fourteen-year-olds. Just, or well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe
0: it is Better just paper round. Yeah. Oh, Ashley. i got just going to. There's only a couple of 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 letters for, to the old email address. I thought I'd just smash them out. Ashley. Mm. Um, Chaps, short story regarding car prices. My mum wanted a new Mini, so she went to trade in her old one recently. And Mini offered her nine and a half grand. We Buy Any Car took it for thirteen, and then it was on Cinch, who they partner with, for fifteen mm. and a half k. One week later, utter madness. Regards, <laughs> Ashley. Well, well, now, interesting. That's interesting.
1: After we mentioned uh, We Buy Any Car, mm. uh, other other services available motorway that's the new one isn't it but we're not we're not endorsing any of these but no we're not we did mention it because um a car trader had told me that they're offering sometimes some pretty giddy money for stuff in the current crazy car market i thought i'll just find out what they would give me for my cars and it wasn't quite as like woohoo as i thought it might be they're probably about five grand off is this what the Porsche? I the Porsche would be worth, yeah. Okay, so um, not quite as, as ecstatic as you would would have liked to have been. Yeah, so that's fine. But it was good to know. It was good to do the research. They didn't mistake and the 911
0: for a works um, GT car or something, then.
1: No, <laughs> no. But what it did do, and I presume this is their way. You know how, like sometimes insurance companies, particularly back when hot hatches were a liability, and insurance companies would deliberately quote like a hundred grand for a yearly premium, just because they wanted you to go away. Yes, and. Um, I presume that uh, We Buy Any Car may be, in some circumstances, do the exact opposite. They they super low-ball you to get your goer to go away because um, when I asked them what they'd give me for my Defender, purely out of interest, um, and bear in mind, you know, it's a, it's a last-of-the-line Defender heritage. They are quite sought after, and when they come up for sale, they do seem to go for some pretty strong money. Uh, we Buy Any Car for me £150 for it. What? Yeah, I know. It's they offered really you hundred and fifty pounds for the last edition
0: Land Rover. But what's going on up there? Is it have they got a chimp that's just spinning a roulette wheel? <laughs> what? <laughs> what's going on?
1: <laughs> they've got to they've got to pull the chimp off and get a nut- not like that, and then get another chimp in because he's, he's too tired now and he's doing some silly things that could really affect the business. No, I just oh my gosh, hundred and fifty notes. Just that's just flying. like that, but that is them just going go on go away we don't want that it's too much aggro because it's a bit of a weird car it's not you know, it's, it's not, not we can't just i think
0: it's their data maybe their database or the alan gorithms just aren't working for it and they just go oh, I don't know. <laughs> the al gorilla yeah <laughs> it's, it's alan it. alan gorilla he's the guy that go he's the head um valuer of we buy um, any car
1: it's better than that because just uh, just yesterday I got, I got I got an email from them, entitled "Uh oh, your valuation of 150 pounds is expiring," and there's a little animated egg timer on the email, as if to say, "Oh god, shit! I can't believe I forgot to let you give me 150 pounds <laughs> for this <laughs> Did you- extremely sought-after car." Please tell me so, you yeah. screen grabbed it. Did you screen grab it? Uh, I didn't. I will. Maybe I'll put it on the please or, on the or screen so, record it. That's just so hilarious. Yeah, as uh oh, as if I was yeah. I just—I was just mulling whether to ask them if they could go to 155. So that's weird. I don't know if anyone has any inside information on that, but I presume that's—that's that's the whole point. Because the, you know, there's not a Land Rover even frigging rotten bits of metal poking out of a bog with well, you, a Land Rover chassis. You sell plate a door. sell pounds. A, you sell the door for more than that. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a bit strange, is Well, it's not. I think it's just they don't want the aggro of dealing with a slightly off-beam car. That's you know, they just want sort of mainstreamish stuff, don't they? Just to punt through idiots or whatever. like I've so, said before, yeah. I, I buy any car.
0: Well, you do, if, don't you? If the money, if the money, if the money's right, I would buy any car. Of course, I would. On
1: that note, that uh, barn find Integrale that you found on eBay the other day, mm. were you did, did you have a little? Did you really? Were you sort of tempted? I went and sat
0: at a larger screen and zoomed in heavily on the a pillars, <laughs> the scuttle, and the roof because it said, um, "Cars surprisingly solid, apart from the roof, which needs attention." And you're like, "You don't say!" Like the roof is looks like it's been it's it's kitchen roll that's been in the wash in your pocket that someone has sprayed red and then just put and then it's just laid on it's so frilly it needs a new roof but it is a real Integrale. so it's kind of well it's a precious yeah. commodity so actually, car
1: but I'll put up a link to this because it's the auction doesn't expire till Wednesday assuming it doesn't get pulled but at the, when I last looked at it I think it was um 5 and, a half. Five and a half grand yeah yeah reserve not met and that's the bit that I was like what oh, really because I couldn't quite tell you probably did more zooming in than I did how much of it was just sort of your classic barn dirt which I think they now sell in Halfords for people to barn find up their cars I like that, barn uh, dirt a lot of it was, it looked to me like there was actual corrosion, definitely on the roof. The roof was, like you say, it was just like... oh, it's hanging. Horrible. That's a roof. But the A-pillars, I mean, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, it is possible to replace A-pillars on really valuable Mopars, like, you know, B-body Mopars, like my Dodge, that are monocoque. The roof roof pillars are quite notorious, especially the C-pillars. They're notorious for rotting through. So there are people that do do roof transplants, but obviously... It, the car has to be good enough to warrant the amount of effort because you've yeah, got to do quite careful surgery.
1: Serious. Yeah, that's like that's like having a hand transplant. It just feels like, Yeah. is it going to work properly afterwards <laughs> the way that you'd hope? Or you'd have to have a lot of physio on your car to make sure it's okay. Yeah. I don't like, I just don't. I, on a monocoque car, it feels wrong. I just feel like, I'm sure it is fine, but yeah. I, just, I just reshell the fuck up, which you can. Yeah. You count- I don't know if you can get complete shells, but Stellantis <laughs> will now sell you um, certainly integrally body panels, if not the entire under uh, yeah. whole and a monocoque. I think Stellantis um, should be
0: they should they should mention this more often in their literature, mm-hmm. their promo. Maybe in their flyers that they put next to the motorway when you're at... <laughs> yeah, they tie
1: to lampposts next to traffic lights. And it would just yeah. be...
0: <sums> 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 yeah, yeah, here we
1: go. Base in your face. <sums> Buy the new Corsair. Oh, by the way, we make... Integrale Scuttle. Integrale Integrali
0: <laughs> Scuttle crew, where are you? <sums> <laughs> <laughs> and go, yeah, we're over to- here. Oh, hey, for <laughs> me, Integrali- I am here. <laughs> Integrale scuttle <Scotland laughs> crew, they'll go. Ah, oh, cool now you're over there. How many of you rotting
1: made? through, rotting through on
0: the eight pillars? <laughs> rotting <laughs> crew, where are you? We're over here, guys. It's it's Lancia an old Fiat, sort of pre nineteen eighty nine Fiat. Yeah, we're over
1: here. But what, like I said to you when you sent me that Integrale, is what is? It's an eight valve. Yeah. So in the sort of general ladder of desirability, it's lower rung. It's still a lovely car. I mean, yeah, it's a weapon. You know, but a nice one yeah. of those, eight Valve Integral is what, twenty five grand you could get one for, I think, for a fairly decent one. In fact, I found that sort of alright looking one which had a worryingly brief description but, <laughs> but was still had looked alright, eight Valve Integral in Germany and it was nineteen and a bit grand. So yeah,
0: that's totally the car if, that I would buy on foreign shores, totally.
1: Yeah, well, because they're all left-hand drive they're anyway, all left anyway
0: and you'd find one that's probably led uh, probably a, a calmer c- climate life. Yeah, it's totally the car. There, there's there's bound to be a territory where they're not as desirable. Like, let's say the Netherlands. Just say maybe
1: nobody cares about them in the Netherlands. In which case, bingo. I don't think I I I don't think I sent it to you, but there was one in Portugal, a white one,
0: and you didn't good. book us a short break to the Algarve. What, a quick a quick, um, easy jet flight to Faro. Come on, Faro. just think about it. You and me, we land straight to the piano bar. And who's pe- paying pian- for all this? Well, I'll pay for it if the car's any good. Okay. Well, Obviously. no, it was
1: 20, 20 grand, I think it was. Okay. I wonder if I can find it again. And um, But it was on it was on UK plates. Because if it lived in Portugal all its life, you go, ooh, good, warm and dry. But it's i suppose it could have been by the coast though couldn't it it salty. could have been by the coast mm. always look out for how many piano bars are within a um five mile radius yeah. of the, the pin drop also eat a lot of sardines in portugal and they're very salty as well someone's dropped sardine juice in it that could have rotted through the floor
0: What so. <laughs> like the blood of the of aliens in the film yes <laughs> aliens it just goes through everything <laughs>
1: I just opened up Car and Classic with the intention of trying to find that Portuguese Integrale and unfortunately at the top of the page there's a Daimler Double Six from 1992 Oh that's the one that you distracted. like the XJ40 yeah. shape No, no, this is a Oh late it's the late series three. series 3 Like who would buy a Series an 3 an in 92? You just look instantly oh, elderly man. Yeah, but now you'd look instantly excellent Bloody hell, this is nice. You're just a walking Goodwood Revival. (laughs) That's what you are. (sighs) Anyway, I'm not going to get distracted by that. Um, It's funny you should mention
0: Portugal uh, um, because I had an interesting tip off this morning about a a very cool car in Madeira. And I'm I'm wondering whether or not it should be extracted at all costs.
1: (laughs) Second second podcast in a row we've mentioned Madeira. What what a strange coincidence. It's a very
0: rare... um, factory development car that got sold what? privately. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you allowed to say what it is?
0: Well, <clears throat> I don't want to go into too many details, but it's a car that's close to my heart and um possibly might have passed my driving test in one, you know, or like taken learnt to drive in one. And it's um it's quite Yeah. It's quite it's quite an amazing story behind it, which I might oh. tell if I can. How how? Does it end up in Madeira? Well quite, Richard. Quite. Hm. It's all about it's it's off of second home, off of had the car uh, for a okay. while in in, a, in in this country or or in nearby. Yeah, and yeah. then oh it's it's not broken, it's quite friendly and and it doesn't hmm. owe us much. Let's just take it with us to the holiday home and some forty
1: years later it's still there.
0: And it is I found
1: this in Segrale, by the way. Have you? The one in um the one in Portugal, Is It's it white? Of course, on the sort of anthracite alloys. Oh, it says it's on British plates, though in the pictures it's got no plates at all. It's got black leather interior. Yeah. Uh, sunroof, it? leather seats. Price to sell. Everything working okay. <laughs> New battery. I will help shipping worldwide. Oh, it, okay. It's got forty-eight and a half thousand kilometers on it, so it's it's low mileage. That, if that's tr- I mean, real, that's not a lot. I know it's almost worryingly too good. It's be almost a hundred five grand. Yeah. And it's a sixteen valve as well, it's not an oh. eight, it's a sixteen. So it's a Well, how long's it been for sale though? Uh I do, ooh, it went up on the third of September, so a couple of weeks. Okay. Sort of well about. I thought have thought a dealer would have
0: dyson that bad boy up.
1: You'd think so. Yeah. so Especially a car that's a left hand drive
0: only well a little bit withy, but I'd be willing to pop over. Um uh,
1: Okay, it's in Arcazelo. I don't know where that is, but I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, he was supporting maybe. Rag and Bone Man at a festival last year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, it's hang on, here we go. I can say hello, Portugal. Where in Portugal is that? Oh, okay. It is in the. Oh, it's niporto ish. Okay, so sort of midway. No, to, up the top. actually. Yeah, it is at of the top. Portugal. Yeah,
0: that's easy.
1: Do you know it? Yeah, have I do. I've
0: there? I have. I've, what? Uh, yeah, I. I I, I drove onto a, an overnight ferry and went over there. I think, I'm pretty what? sure. Yeah, from you got an overnight ferry to from Britain. I, to Portugal. I think so. It was a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was oh. Portugal. Might be getting. I might have to dig out my globe and have a look. But, uh, <laughs> which also doubles as a bar, of course. You sure it wasn't the top of Spain? Oh yes, it was Bill Bauer,
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sorry. that's it's I gone. didn't know that the ferries went all the way around the corner. I so,
0: well, so they do if paid. you if you pay the ferryman because, enough. They do absolutely. <laughs> don't pay do. the ferryman. until yeah. he gets you to the other side. Well, and you know that song, the the Christopher Berg song. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I I I think he's he says don't even don't even um agree a price. And you think that's I mean, money-saving expert Martin Lewis would be tutting. Oh, him. he'd just be going, "What do you he'd mean?" Be f- furious. You agree, a, like a, a cheaper rate, and then obviously, unless one of one or two of the people within the deal um, do something awry, that's it. That's the rate. It's like a yeah. fixed-rate mortgage. You, you know, you, you stick or twist. That's what it's all about. Don't don't yeah. dick around with a ferryman. Seriously. This sounds
1: more like advice from Martin Lewis's hated nemesis, Lewis Martin, who's oh. always giving deliberately bad financial advice. Oh and yeah. lives across the road from Martin Lewis. Well, and look, it leaves all his lights on when he goes out just to wind him up.
0: Well, he's one of those people that's sort of deeply um, superstitious and stuff like that. So when someone comes to buy a car off him, he says, "Do you want to do you want to flip a coin for it?" And they were like, well, "I don't understand what you mean." He <laughs> said, um, "If I win the toss." Um, <clears throat> you pay me for the car. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. If I lose the toss, you just take the car for free. Is that cool? You go, but I've come to buy a £30,000 Audi A5. Yeah, that's fine. I'm willing to take the risk. It's fine with me. Oh, OK. This is quite strange, uh, Lewis
1: Martin. OK. <laughs> I'm, I just, World's most risk. In, what's the opposite of being risk-averse? Risk-perverse. Pervert? Perverse. The risk-pervert. Is, is he a risk- risk-pervert per- Lewis Martin? He's a pervy-risker. <laughs> uh, he doesn't
0: pay the ferryman he, no in fact he does no. he double pays the ferryman and then says I don't even know where I'm going I don't care uh, ha- here have another 20 quid note and <laughs> can, I, can I have a bottle of sherry because I'm getting bored and a little bit travel suit <laughs>
1: <laughs> see that's what you could do if you went to Portugal um, get some port some sherry
0: yeah we could do yeah, imagine oh yes, that port. imagine we'll, we'll sit down for, to, to a generous sort of three thumb um, port glass of port um, to secure the deal on the Integrale. This almost is shaping up to be quite a, a romantic, epic car deal that we could be we could be cracking on with. I like and I quite like the idea of a white Integrale.
1: I think white might work on that. Well, I mean, yes, with the anthracite I've,
0: wheels and all that.
1: With the anthracite <laughs> wheels, I, I, the temptation to slap some. Um... Martini colours on it would be great, but I would resist. I think it's a bit of a cliche. I like it just the clean white. Would I mean, you just write Martin on the side of it without the I at the end? <laughs>
0: just be brilliant, wouldn't it? I got a Martin edition. Oh, in fact, then we just sell it to James Martin
1: or or lewis martin or lewis martin because he, he throws he, his money around all over the yeah. place just to wind up martin lewis across the road he'd overpay for it morning martin guess that, well, the last time that i switched credit cards was 1994 there <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He goes,
0: what what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm feeding some Armani suits through a Timberwolf in the front garden because I couldn't be bothered to take them to a charity shop or eBay them.
1: Guess when I bought my sofa at DFS? When they didn't have a sale on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I Martin and guess Lewis what? Going, I sleep really idiot. well. I sleep really well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm much less stressed than you. Go figure, your ass, He says, <laughs> just randomly throwing uh, some some ten pound notes in the air.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, um, later on. We're going to have a ten pound note barbecue in the back garden. You want to cup? <laughs> yeah. I've run out of
1: charcoal. Yeah. So I'm just using money. Just tenors. Um Easy. Now I. Hey, listen, guys! Listen, look, guys. Uh... There's something we—I don't think we've ever talked about this, and it feels like it needs addressing. And I, I, it occurred to me last week. I was vising because you know I, <laughs> I drove that nine nine two to Labour Exchange Live, and it's a lovely car. And I thought, I wonder where 992s are now, second hand wise. Of course, well, how many? How long well have the they gone out? It can't have been that uh, a couple of years. Must can't be more than two, can it? Two and a bit. Remember we drove on when they were quite new. We did. And then and that must have been it was pre COVID. So yeah. okay, yeah. I it think was. two years ago. Oh, that's the one where and we lost the,
0: the action camera off the back. Where we lost
1: the lost the GoPro off the back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um so I just thought, I wonder if they've sort of you know, where they are. Whether they I was curious as to whether the new-ish 992s have dropped below older uh, 991s that are sourced after like Carrera T's, which just sort of seem to hang around the 80 grand mark or whatever. Yeah. But no, I couldn't find a 992 for sale that wasn't more than a new one would cost you. What? Base. Well, because obviously the the, the, the second handles have got a lot of options on them, but even so, it just feels like in this, this mad world of car prices at the moment. But what struck me, and this is what I want to talk to you about, what struck me is how many porsche 992s for sale at the moment have fucking privacy glass on them oh why do you want privacy glass on a two-door coupe it doesn't work does it gash i mean honestly it's just the most awful looking thing and there's loads go onto the porsche website and just do a search for for 992s in their approved use scheme
0: you'd have to park it near a driving range and then claim on insurance that it needs new side glass
1: well, see, I don't like privacy glass, but I sort of, you know, I've wearily tolerated it on various cars that I've owned. Our oh, Range Rover's got it, and God, I wish it didn't, because those that shape of Range Rover looks bloody great with all clear glass, and it looks a bit vanny when you put the flipping tint on the back, because obviously it's like factory privacy glass is ever only going to be on the back windows and the yeah, and the front, the front you're not allowed door, on the so front. Just, it's just the
0: chimney, the sz five chimney. You couldn't order it without um, gangster glass at the back.
1: Yeah. It's just annoying. It's just part of the package, well, which is annoying. But I, I sort of, I'll, I kind of have, you know, you tolerate it because you go, well, what's the alternative? Yeah, like you say, just, oh, shit, I left it on a firing range and some people have shot the windows <laughs> out. I better have new ones, Mr. Insurance Man. But TV's Chris Monkey Harris hates privacy glass so much that he did have all the back glass replaced on his BMW M2. Oh, he did, didn't he? That must have cost a lot of money. I know, and I kind of admire his absolute. Purest dedication to clear glass, and I just don't have that much. I just couldn't be bothered, plus it's expensive. But yeah, it did cross my mind. I was like, What if I just asked how much it would be for the Range Rover? But then I was like, Is it really worth it? No. I'll just live with it. No, but but on a 911, catch a frigging grip of yourselves, people. Why do you think that's a good thing? It looks awful, it doesn't serve any purpose. No. Like, what are you keeping on the back seat that needs to be concealed?
0: It just uh, orange juice. Make any sense. Um, a large, oh. a large
1: flask of orange juice. Yeah, liter bottle. I'm going to leave that there yeah. for a few months. Very, so I don't want it to overheat. No.
0: Don't want any direct sunlight on that bad boy. I'd hate for to have a sort of zesty explosion. It'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> Although there are see worse more from explosions that later. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> are you not? Do you not share this my disdain at this? Because I think I, I it, it doesn't work. F types as well. I just go again.
0: It doesn't work. Plenty it's not together. really going to work, is it? With the shape of the car, no. with the, with the it do, it's difficult in the UK because we're not allowed to do driver and passenger door glass with mm. with dark mm. tints. So it's like having um, glasses where one very focal works and the other one doesn't.
1: <laughs> that is what it's like. Is, it's and, like and you're, you're always looking match. at the person, it go, going, uh, "It's not really." Is which what the mm. It just—it's the mismatch. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't look good. It looks ugly to me. It looks like something that's it's sort of there's a problem, like like what well, like you're saying—a reactor-like glasses where one side's broken. You just go—you look like a prick. I don't understand it. Yeah, and it infuriates me. But obviously, people want it because various fuckwits have ordered it on nine-elevens, and a lot of cars come with it from the factory, and it's sort of like seen as a you know a bonus because it's always on the up spec. It's model, people so. that
0: just tick—they blindly tick. That's what it is. Do you think? That's blind ticking. It's it must be better because I've added it to the list. And I think well, we've said this before. Almost, it's what you don't tick on nine elevens. It's the simpler yeah. the car, the kind of purer the recipe, the, the
1: sweeter the taste. I kind of um, well, that um, one, one that, that. I, well, I had the other week was the base. There was a carrera. The only option it had on it was the retro interior pack. That gives you that corduroy, sort of chunky corduroy, corduroy, corduroy seats, and yeah, green. Markings on the dials and other little bits and pieces of true. which was about six grand so it's not cheap but it was very nice mm, and that was it but everything else was standard and it was a delightful car really was delightful it was lovely lovely I mean, sweet really car, car lovely, lovely sweet, sweet sweet car sweet 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 car, car. Uh, unfortunately I don't have 80 something thousand pounds no. to buy my own but no. if I did I would because it was sweet sweet car i was in. Uh, i was i was, I was around a
0: lot of 911 yesterday i was doing some filming <clears throat> it was one of those difficult situations where i turned up very early to the shoot because it was an early start going to be quite a quite long day but i i'd got up very early and i turned up for the shoot perhaps needing the full toilet and oh. and then quickly realized that we we're in the middle of nowhere and there wasn't a toilet and <laughs> all day unfortunately all um. all day there was a bun in the oven <laughs> all day Oh. It was really difficult.
1: Just, it was difficult. Were you completely unable to concentrate on Uh
0: no, not completely, but there was no it was no doubt it was um it, it's not the best state you want to be in when you're driving a performance car, I'm going to say. Uh yeah, it's just a shame really. It just um, I was going to say it took the shine off the event. Um, it, it's not really not really the right way to describe it, but yeah, it's just not <laughs> not it's not really the way you, you uh, want to do business as it were. But
1: I'll change the subject because um, I've got a... F- well, I was just going to tell you that the privacy glass, just look this up, privacy glass on the 911 is
0: £387. So it seems like Save a cheap Save your deal.
1: frigging money. It does, I suppose, in the context. It does. When a rear wiper, I notice here, is quid, and that is quite a good thing to have. It's I good. I mean, the, the minimalist
0: OEM, OEM modifiers would instantly yeah. strike that off and put a bung in there. But... True. It is useful, uh, although just a shitload of Raynex and just
1: let it be. Yeah, but, um, well, you can live without it. I'm, I've got um, a, a thing called a Renault Arcana on test this week. Have you? Like, um, Have you seen this? Yes. Um, it's like, as for people who haven't, it's kind of, if you imagine the Renault Kadjar, which is a normal SUV, this is kind of like the X6 to the Kadjar's X5, I suppose. That's... So it's a, it's a, sloping backed SUV um, it's alright actually <laughs> I was quite surprised it's perfectly alright but um, it hasn't got a back wiper Ah, uh, so it suffers from Jag I yeah, yeah and you sort of go could I, I mean yeah could have taken a back wiper if I'm honest everyone but anyway there's it, yeah. a lot of cars you don't, you don't really need one on the 911 but it's just quite handy to have sometimes it just encourages you to clean it more if you don't have one which is no bad thing Mm. Um,
0: I've just realised the bloke that talked that sent us the email Matthew about the um, teenagers driving cars around car auctions. He actually sent yep. another email uh, about a, a an Allegro getaway car. That's the title of it with an exclamation mark. Dear Mr. Sniff and Mr. S- uh, Smith, many years ago, myself and a friend we decided we were going to become car dealers. Our first and last project went like this. Ford Escort Mark II, purchased as a trade-in. We struck a deal. We could see the pound signs everywhere. Once polished and vacuumed, we placed it on the local industrial site piece of ground and we waited for the calls to come flooding in. This, of course, didn't happen for a while until a young girl with an Allegro asked if we would consider a part X. We jumped at the opportunity as the Allegro was in far better condition than the Escort. We were on a roll. However... The Allegro wasn't drawing in the crowds that we expected. So, after several weeks and no interest, it was off to the auction in Lempster that I mentioned in a previous email. We again put an advert on the window. Due to ever-expanding family, the car was sold, blah, blah, blah. Time to cut our losses. We were going to give up on this non-profit business. Several weeks later, there was a knock on the door. It was the local constabulary. How can I help you, sir? Are you the owner of a white Allegro? I was, but it was sold at the auction. Can we see proof of this? Absolutely. As I had the paperwork, it was the late 80s. I still had it to hand. They noted it down and were about to leave. Can I just ask why? Yes, the chap that purchased the Allegro used it as a getaway car in a bank robbery. I kid (laughs) you not, I admired the chap for actually purchasing a car in an honest fashion and also using an Allegro in a real bank robbery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i know amazing is that the world's first allegro used in a bank robbery i bet there I are to... i suppose
1: we'll never know he can't have wanted That's... to get away quickly it must have been a stealth getaway so just blending with the traffic if your moral compass permits you to rob a bank you think you'd probably just steal a car as well wouldn't you
0: yeah i'm i'm wondering whether he's eating into planned. his profit
1: margin there
0: yeah he very much is. oh yeah, he didn't think it through, did he? Because he should have, in the middle of the night, taken a car and mm-hmm. then just done it all in one night. Cars freshly stolen, but people don't know yet because they're asleep. Do the bank over? Oh no, because the bank's shut. Maybe he needed it to be open in order to hold up cashiers. I don't know. I'm not a thief. I don't think these things through. Bloody no, I, well, I
1: mean, I think in a way you've you've proven your. Uh, it's very unlikely that you would be a bank robber because you you clearly haven't got any kind of sense of how to rob a bank.
0: <laughs> Are there any other well if any listeners have got any other r- pathetic robbery stories or maybe terrible getaway car um stories, please we welcome those. Um and other letters. Um the email address is what
1: is it, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this. I was like, does he know? Can he remember? No. Um, it's hello at smithandsniff.com. Yeah. Smith and Smith all in words, no ampersands, just Smith and Sniff written out. That's the, way the you one. Would That's it. Normally do yeah. it, but without spaces, obviously. Probably over-explaining that. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, do do. Um, feel free to drop us a line. Um at uh, uh, hello, which I should read out some messages from patrons as well, because after all, they've sort of paid for it, and we've had quite a lot of messages. Which we should. On the, on there's a things called uh, James Stevens on the Patreon who says, uh, "Hi, Johnny Richard. Just been listening to the podcast on my way into work, and had a thought about which engine Roland Giff from Fine Young Cannibals would be. This was the thing we oh were talking about last week. Yes, and we couldn't quite decide because of his harmony, harmony uh, was um, you come
0: on home?
1: James says, well, I think I've found the answer. It's all in the honk, and the first uh-huh. engine that comes to mind is the K10 Nissan March slash Micra Super Turbo. Oh, gosh. I've attached a link to a video from Mighty Car Mods, which shows the honk. I, um, I've watched this, and he's right. I watched this video. This is like, the supercharged and turbocharged Micra. It's unnecessarily
0: over-cluttered engine,
1: yes. Yeah, uh, over-boosted, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, it is. Ha, ha, ha. We're sorry. Uh-huh. Want you come on. Uh-huh. We're yeah. worried. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's um, a very so, good one, yeah. that. In fact, I, no, I, I, I listened to, um, it was on the radio this morning, um, a song by Heart, How Do I Get You Alone, which we did talk about when we talk about mm. exhaust note or engine note vocals. And I'm trying to remember what we decided that one was because it was very high and it held its note for some time with strength. Um, I think it was Japanese. Yeah,
1: she's... I can't remember but she cuz she's got a remarkable set of um, lungs. Yeah, talky. I think we agreed she's got a talky voice. it has got a lot of a lot of low down pull I to it. Get um, yeah, to a you Um there's one. a guy uh, called Tom Goodwin wrote to us and said um that he just listened to the podcast uh where we talked about Spiker. Yes. And uh he confirms Victor Muller was um, was the guy in charge of Spiker. That's right. But he also says um, the spiker in question, like the one that you had at the the live show, um, was built in Bedworth, Bedworth, just outside Coventry, by a company called Coventry Metalcraft, formerly CPP, oh, Coventry yeah. Prototype Panels. I do. In fact, remember the vast that. majority of all spikers were produced here, including the vehicles built as stunt slash hero cars for Basic Instinct 2. Hey. Um, yeah. but there's spikers so, um, in Basic Instinct, I'd love to watch I that. D- I've never seen Basic Instinct Two, in fact, I'll be honest, I don't remember there being a Basic Instinct Two. No, was it
0: still Michael Douglas with a deep V on um, in the night? I
1: think that's maybe the, you know sequels have to up the ante. They'd made the V even deeper, so so you could. Well, die? No, he didn't die, did he? In that film, the first might one, have died. I mean, he alert. was
0: no. I don't think he did. What I mean, was the you, gap know, between it, Instinct One and Instinct Two? If it was like I don't know it was five good five years or something. I oh, bet. it
1: must have been at least. So Douglas um, uh, w- was maybe, about one
0: hundred and ten by that point. So a deep 2006. A what?
1: It was 14 years later.
0: What the freaking hell? Well no wonder we uh, haven't. Heard. So so okay so Spikers oh Spikers God. were current and quite um exotic and new. Um who was in it? Sharon wasn't in it.
1: Douglas she wasn't was. in it. Was she in it? No, uh she was in it. Charlotte Rampling, David Thewlis was in it and David Morrissey. What? All the good Davids. Um, you have to watch it just for spiker content. Totally really, irrelevant, the fact that it could be a skin Right, thick. I'm on the Wikipedia page for it, which is where I'm getting... Um, yes. It's... Um, right, critical response. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's incredible, the first line. says, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 6%. Six?
0: It was that Six. bad?
1: With an average rating of 3.02 out of 10. It was that bad, and it had Sharon Stone in it. The site's critical consensus reads, Unable to match the suspense and titillation of its predecessor, Basic Instinct 2 boasts a plot so ludicrous and predictable, it borders on so bad it's good. Wow, I think... Um, should, we, should we watch this? We should watch this. It's Well, now, here's an interesting thing. It says It also says on Wikipedia... BBC film critic Mark Kermode was one of the few critics to give it a positive review. Oh, Roger Ebert called it god awful but not boring. Um but yeah, it says that that um TV's Mark Kermode or Radio's Mark Kermode gave it um gave it a, a favorable review. Although hang on. Mark toilet enclosure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know This is going to play some audio, which we can't do. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, well, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, But, um, yeah, also there's... uh, uh, What I was going to say is Tom, who wrote into us, also says that um, Spiker has a special meaning to him. Uh, He says, as I wrote my dissertation on the aerodynamics of the C8 Prieta... I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah. Prieta. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, uh, the, the main reason why I have a wife is when we first met, she overheard me talking my usual car drivel at a house party and introduced herself by talking about Spiker. She promised me a drive-in one, a debt which is yet to be paid, I might add. Oh, so, she, so it wasn't um, a
0: chat about Basic Instinct 2? No, oh. he was
1: chatting about cars and she because as well. So the bit of um, I, there's a bit of Tom's message I didn't read out, which he says his father-in-law John Jelly used to be the general manager of Metalcraft and was responsible for managing all of the Spiker builds. So, yeah, that Spiker brought Tom and his wife together. Wow. Uh, but yes, but I think that's thing people don't realise Spikers were made in the UK, largely not in um, the Netherlands.
0: Netherlands. Shh. Hey guys. Yes. I do um, I like the spikers I do I have to say I do. I've got time for Yeah. They? I I like beautifully the way made. They beautifully made. They look. Um I was driving an LS-engined BMW uh, the other day. Um Oh yeah. Yeah and
1: what which what BMW? E36
0: M3 so the ghetto of the M- or oh. well, as was the ghetto M3 really. Yeah yeah. Um you know the sort of outcast the dirty one slightly Hmm. Rogie, a little bit Begbie yeah, from yeah. Train Spotting, um, but the, um, the it got me thinking about this this hashtag that, ev- that everyone goes on about LS everything. It's a thing in the states, isn't it? Just put an LS in yeah. everything, and it was a hell yeah. of a tool. It was a great car, real hoot. Was it? Yeah, bags of power. Did, just would an really
1: LS be any heavier than the BMW six that you take out? Lighter, of that apparently. Car? Really? Which I haven't confirmed, so please don't criticise me. But um, No, but I can believe it because they are quite light, aren't they, is for their size? Yeah. They are supposed to be quite light. And
0: it was so. mounted further back um, in the engine bay than the 6 as well. It was actually oh. so potentially a, a better balance. I mean, it certainly drove like hell, and it was 530 horse. So, yeah, mm. a couple of hundred horsepower more than the original, um, which is never a bad thing. Actually, it can be a bad thing. I don't know why I just said that. It can really be a bad thing. Take Caterham's when they had V8s in them. <laughs> um, yeah. Awful. Yeah, um,
1: not, there's no need. There's there? just no need. I'd, I'd argue as well, I know some people disagree. I think you might be one of them, is that I don't think that Elises and Exige's should be supercharged. Well, particularly Elises. Exige's maybe. But I don't i've never much enjoyed a supercharged th- at least compared to a nice naturally aspirated one
0: would you make it a stipulation that you when you buy one you get given the supercharger belt and if you can fit it yourself you can then <laughs> you can then own it and drive it. But you have to do it yourself you can't ask anybody else
1: you go to the factory and you've got an hour to fit it <laughs> And if you can't You're never sorry, you're
0: never ever having a supercharger. They take it
1: off you and they won't give it it's for some there's some way in which like they're not available in public. You can't just get them yeah. off the show. And
0: it sits there, um it sits there, you know, like uh, like Mad Max where you can switch on the supercharger and switch it off like in the original movie. Is it the same thing can, where owners
1: have to pretend that it's going to do something but it doesn't? Maybe if the car knows when you pass certain mileages like every 10,000 miles, you're allowed to go back to the factory Yeah, and have another go at putting your supercharger belt on.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a bit like that. The logic what...
1: is, oh, they've done 10,000 miles. They might be sort of wishing it had a bit more power by now. Yeah. Let's let them come back and have another go. Have
0: another go. Supercharger belt. Is there Are there any YouTube
1: tutorials out? or is it all banned? If you get caught putting a tutorial on how to do it, you're struck yeah. off. Well, because they control the market, don't they? So it's like they, they they can't. They don't let you film you trying to do it. No, so, you know, not the information allowed. Information is very much kept in house.
0: Um, I was so yeah. LS is. I was thinking the whole. I mean, it's like I say, it's much more common in the states. LS everything. Um, and then I just got thinking. I don't know why, Richard. I just got no idea why. I was thinking, it's it's one of those hashtags that can easily be misconstrued. And then I thought maybe a singer like Lisa Stansfield. I can I can imagine her greatest hits album could be called LS Everything, because you suddenly go, oh, that's like a, it's like a greatest. It just sums it up. I've got a collection of hits. I'm LS. I'm Lisa Stansfield. So I am. This is LS Everything, and then she has no idea that her hashtag, or she thinks her hashtag, <laughs> is being so used in so many different applications. I
1: don't understand why Lisa Stansfield is affiliated with a big, cheap power. Yeah. What well, she's. Calling a record company and go, how's how's the album doing? And I'll go. Well, it's yeah. we've sold about nine copies from petrol stations, Lisa. But I mean, on social media, it's getting a lot of noise, loads of traction. about ten thousand users uses of your of your hashtag. <laughs> oh, that's quite promising. And then she finds out. Be- <laughs> and then maybe the two scenes could dubbed dovetail. Oh. And she- she performs a free gig for anyone who's put an ls into a car that didn't come with it from the factory that's
0: a great idea so it's the engine swap tour yeah so she does a tour she goes right all of next year all of 2022 i'm just going to do back garden uh, solos to every engine swapper every ls engine swapper in the uk that's a great idea.
1: But well, she's cut, I mean I don't imagine she, she's not super busy, is she? She's not I mean,
0: super. I don't think she's super she? busy. I don't know. I imagine men of a certain age or women of a certain age might suddenly go, Quick, let's just put an LS in something. I, 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 I'm always quite amused when people put want to put LS V eights in a car where you know, like the engine that was in it was just absolutely fine. <laughs> absolutely yes. fine and and in the instance yes. of this m3 i know an m3 straight six is a fantastic engine but i believe this car had a blown engine and they were at a value where a rebuild of the engine yeah. was the same as the car so you were like well mm. that kind of figures but other times you just go ooh, you know like when people put ls engines in the back of a 911 no need and i just go no i'm news, sorry no. but that's so much work for something that's just very very awkward isn't it? It's mm. like putting your shoes on yeah. backwards. You can do it. I know you can do it. <laughs> it's just really uh. difficult, probably painful, and you look—it's just silly. I just don't no, think that's I right. It, I know it's not. It's, I know. I know. I know Charlie, I there's know, no need. There's really
1: no need. No. No. Know, oh, I know,
0: I know. weird coincidences. You know, we had that one where I was talking about bump starting um, and that about helping that old lady, and you know, the yeah. uh, uh, the, the lady's son messaged us as a patron, which was spooky. Yeah. I was on the phone to um, a friend of mine this morning talking about um, Brabber Smarts because he's got one and mm. uh, it rekindled my constant um, sort of bubbling uh, affection for them. I had the plumber turn up to serve as our boiler today because I know it was a hot week a couple of weeks ago and I booked him then. And mm. um, he hadn't heard the conversation OK, he hadn't heard the conversation. He turned up just as I was finishing the call. And mid mid doing the boiler, uh, we were talking about a car, some car, I can't remember. Oh, about the price of second hand cars going crazy. And he said, yeah, I, I sold I sold my car recently. Um, um, I think I just did it because the prices were high and uh, my house needs a new roof. And he had a really immaculate, smart coupe roadster. I went. That's weird. I've just finished talking to someone about a Smart Roadster, and then it turns out that that, that he's actually a bit of a a bit of a you know a, a handy car person. He had before that he had a Porsche nine four four, which mm. he put sills on, and before that he had a nine two eight, which he said he would definitely have again. But he bought them when nobody really wanted them, and he can't believe the prices of them right now. Um, Yeah, yeah, and he's had one of those very questionable kit cars, was it called a Nova SS, with Uh, gull-wing doors, it had a two litre Pinto engine, and he said he went Uh. went through it and made it absolutely immaculate and sold it to a man in Germany, he came all the way over from near the Nürburgring to buy it, (laughs) (laughs) and it did make me imagine, can you imagine Uh. that on the Nürburgring, I mean like... Ugh, can you
1: imagine trying to drive that back across Europe? Good God.
0: Uh, and just getting it wrong on the Nürburgring. It's not like how much is the Armco going to cost me by the meter, it's just how much glass fibre confetti there is everywhere
1: in the trees. Jesus Christ. Ugh, I can't imagine anything worse. A car that's been built by an amateur you've never met. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It's just, I, no. Would you
0: rather I, LS everything or bobtail everything? Um, if you had to LS everything that you own... Well, I don't think either of those things everything. would be
1: applicable to the Porsche 911, would they? Because either way, you're going to create problems. But Well, a, short,
0: a shorter um, wheelbase than a sensible <laughs> 911.
1: Well, no, but bobtailing is just taking the rear overhang off, isn't it, usually? Do they throw the ah, wheelbase yes. on those they sh- Range Rovers? I think they just is it a visual illusion they don't change the wheelbase? I think you're just chopping the, the bum your off. departure angles, are, or your attack angles, are, uh, uh, attack rather, uh approach angles. Going up, can you imagine
0: our, a bo- What would be the strangest bobtail
1: car on the market right now? Uh, what's the car? What's got a really long overhang? I mean, like, imagine a bobtailed Lexus LS original <laughs> shape <laughs> that would be good. S Class Mercedes, yeah. A bobtail
0: S Class would look very Bob- odd. T-
1: <laughs> Hello, I'm Bobtail. Welcome to my used <laughs> car lot of bizarrely sawn off cars. <laughs> I yeah, estate cars, bobtailed estate cars because people they bobtail Discoveries and Range Rovers all the time. They do, they yeah. Just sort of bodge up the back somehow. Or, or actually some of them don't they do quite a good job. They look quite sort of neat. Some of them are awful. It's just a festival of checker plate,
0: which I'm, I'm fearful of. Yes.
1: Yes, but there's often checker plates true. But anyway.
0: Bobtail. Hi, I'm Bobtail. Well, He's definitely Bob an American uh, American football. I
1: Bobtail well if if anyone's seen what's the the worst or most unlikely bobtail you've ever seen do get in touch hello at smithandsniff.com or if you're one of our patrons do it through the patreon um cool. but we should probably now pull into a side road of this one um because we've been talking for a while. Cool. Uh, and I'm incredibly hot for some reason. I think I need to open a window. Um, Do you? Or I'm coming down with something. I don't know. Anyway, um, before we go, three things to tell you there. are One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, uh, which is full of many... Excellent. Videos of uh, many things, including a little recap of our Late Break Show Live adventure. Oh, yes. From the weekend before last. And I, lie, um, I lied
0: to, to listeners last week and said that the barn find was going to be coming out, and I've actually pushed it yeah. because of the, the live show video. I've pushed uh, it, and it will be out by the time you listen to this. It will be. Okay. Please go and watch it. It's a genuine barn find of a very rare car. On that side of
1: things. Nice. Uh, Two, I've got various books out. One of them's called uh, Medium-Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia. Uh, But you knew that already, so (laughs) there is a third one coming. It's imminent now. Is your book going to sell better
0: than L.S. Everything by Lisa Stansfield, my autobiography? Tough call.
1: I mean... The title really sells hers you know
0: ls everything she tells everything
1: and the third thing i've got to tell you is that the shortest reigning pope in history was pope urban the seventh who um, <laughs> was uh, was a, it was uh, ascended to power or whatever popes do in uh, 1590 he lasted just 12 days before he died of malaria so what was he called bourbon did you say pope urban uh, urban the seventh which in its urban like quite...
0: u-r-b-a-n yeah that's amazing. If a rapper hasn't yeah, yeah. delved into history and used that title, Urb, Urban
1: Seventh. that's just Urban brilliant. Pope Urban Seventh. I know, it's a good one, isn't it? That Bloody is, hell, that's amazing. I didn't know. But that's also, there was, there, I don't even know if he was the last Pope Urban, but there were certainly six before him, I would guess, but going by his... Um, his uh, suffix. So uh, there we go. Well, that's that. Then. Oh, I um, I kept myself awake at
0: the wheel the other night, driving very late, by eating a family box of wasabi peas. I felt quite unwell. <laughs> Rubbing them in your eyes. Oh, seriously. I, no, I that ate, would have the opposite I effect, ate way too it? many. My lips were on oh. fire. My tongue wasn't happy. It was awful. But it got me through. Good. Thought Valuable road
1: there. safety tips there. Just one of the things we offer on Smith & Sniff alongside our chat about cars and popes um so there'll be more of the same or near offer uh, next week until then thank you ever so much for listening goodbye <laughs> goodbye
0: can you download this on facebook marketplace
1: it's a platform we should investigate but with really out of focus photos of the podcast and some poorly written description